Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Private Wealth Team at Safri. My name is Leonora Stevens and I'm a partner in the Private Wealth Team based in Bristol. I'm delighted to be joined virtually by Mike Hodges, who's the head of our Private Wealth Team at Safri's. Mike is based in our Manchester office. Hello, Mike. Hi, Leo. Today we are talking about retirement planning. This will involve what sort of things you should think about if you're considering retirement in the next few years, both from a tax and practical perspective. Now, of course, Mike and I have got quite a few years until retirement, but there are a few topics that we raise with clients, whether they are employees who are ceasing employment upon retirement or those who have built up their businesses and are looking to sell, gift it or just trying to get some liquidity out of it before they retire. So, Mike, what sort of questions would you raise with clients who are considering retirement? Well, first off, Leo, I heard you nearly laugh when you said we're a few years off retirement, because clearly I am much, much, much closer than you are. But you, you kept a straight face just about. So thank you for putting me in the same camp as you in terms of <laughs> retirement dates. I think the first thing is everyone should be considering retirement because it's a bit of a cliche, but you can't start too early. Uh, although I have a little story, I like my little stories, as you know, of someone I trained with many, many, many years ago. And if I gave you the dates, that would tell you how close I am to retirement. But this lad from first payslip was putting money into his pension. The lesson there was he then spectacularly failed his professional exams, so was gone within 12 months. So, so you can go a bit too early or get your priorities slightly wrong. You have to you know, get a balance of everything. But it's 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 genuinely relevant to everyone at whatever stage of their their lives. And I guess for, for you and me, it's it's more a case of people who are slightly closer to retirement than uh, than this trainee chartered accountant I was working with all those years ago. And then people will have a whole mixture of, of different thoughts about retirement and what they're going to to do or not do. And we'll we'll cover some of those in the rest of this uh, this conversation. You're talking about never starting too early. Something that I do often talk with clients about is about setting up a stakeholder pension for their children, mm-hmm. um, where you can put 2,880 into a pension, uh, which is then grossed up to 3,600. And apparently, I think the stat is that if you put that in from zero to 18, at the time they reach their pensionable age, which who knows what age would be there by the time <laughs> yeah. they get there. But, you know, it's a fair, you can have up to a million pounds worth of of investment there, which is a big sum of money for what seems like a little little yeah, income at a young age. That's certainly what they say. And and you've and you've kept their hands off it. So you've provided for their long, long term. They might not thank you in the in the, the moment, but yeah, longer term they will be grateful. Yeah, exactly. And I think I mean for me, I sort of if I've got a client coming to me talking about pensions and oh sorry about retirement, it's all again the big thing we always say is about what are your objectives, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah. You know, what do you want to do with your money when you retire? When some people think they've got lots of time on their hands, when actually most people tend to be more busy once they've retired than they were when they were busy doing their day job. Definitely, definitely. Just going to say, I, th- I think with our clients, the, the tricky bit is, as I say, there's no one right and wrong answer and they've got a whole mix. And a lot of them potentially slightly dangerously are saying, well, the business is my retirement pot. And you and I clearly don't give financial planning advice. But the one thing I do say to clients is, I just know that no investment advisor could say, have all of your wealth tied up in one private company, because you don't see the risk from from day to day. But that must be a high risk strategy in an investment way. So, So don't rely on being able to control the timing and the value of, of your business on a sale 
so that takes over from any other pension consideration have a a mix of different pots that you can call on because that way you're not exposed and you haven't got all your eggs in one basket yeah good point i think i mean also if you've got i mean say i think you can split it into two different categories you've got people who are let's say an investment banker who's been working in the city for 20 30 years yeah um, and is about to retire so um can just get their p45 and they're done and then they start taking their pension then you've got the other one who's built their business and wants to take their liquidity out and i suppose if you're looking at the the latter part those who have got their their built up their businesses the question is do they want to sell? Do they want to give it to a child? You know, and if they were to give it to a child, there's sort of tax benefits of sort of giving business assets away. But then that's great. But where where are you getting your liquidity from and your funding for your retirement? Yeah. Something like, you know, if you decide to sell your business, there's obviously business asset disposal relief to think about there. But, you know, I've had clients where they've they've sold their business, they're in their sort of mid-60s, and they go from having had a really IHT-friendly asset being shares in their business to then having a stack of cash and thinking, oh, I've now got a huge inheritance tax liability. Yep. What do we do about that? And mm. my, my first go-to with that would normally be speaking to a financial advisor, well, the client would, to ascertain how much of that money do they actually need to enjoy the rest of their lives and then do they want to give away that cash at that point or do they want to start thinking about investing in iht friendly assets whether that's sort of aimless portfolio uh, or do they want to start farming actively or you know again it goes back to what's the objective there and but that those are sort of very i think those are things that they need to keep in mind depending on yeah depending on what the outcome they what they want to get to Definitely. And I was telling you the story the other day of a, of a client of mine many years ago, and he had partly sold his business to his daughter. Uh, and that's a good point. I would say you don't have to give it away because you've worked hard to, to build the business. And it may be that you therefore don't give it, but you sell it and you, and you can arrange the terms to make it affordable so that you're not passing the business on with a, with a huge amount of, of debt. But he was then month by month just accumulating cash he and he couldn't spend it fast enough and that's that's one of the other things i say to people when they're doing their planning uh, you you will get to a point where you the the sort of luxury foreign holiday is no longer attractive your life sort of gets more modest so don't think you necessarily need all of that money until your dying day and my advice to him was actually it might be sensible from a business property relief iht point of view to reinvest in the business you'd have to survive 2 years but you could afford for that investment to fall by 40% and still be sort of net as as well off. So so sometimes um, you're right, the, the, the cash versus BPR investment becomes a, a slightly interesting proposition to plan for. Yeah, I think the, sort of, obviously that, that in that example, you had a, someone who was generating a lot of cash, which whether it was sort of from an income perspective, but something I often speak to sort of clients who are in their tends to be in that they're in the midst of their career they're earning the big bucks and you raise the topic of inheritance tax at which point they sort of say well I'm only in my 40s I don't really need to think about that they've probably got three or four kids at private school so they've got school fees going out but they're at the stage when they have huge amounts of surplus income potentially where mm-hmm. you can make the really useful gifts out of surplus income which is exempt from inheritance tax but then when sometimes they then move from being having been employed for years to being retired 
depending on their pension level and their outgoing, they might actually not have that surplus income anymore. Yep. So they go yep. from a position where they can do little and often to make some really good IHT moves mm. well, to going to a position where actually they're needing all their income. And it might be that their assets are then capital and that's the growth is what they're living off. So again, these things are always good with anything, whether you're moving abroad or whether you're retiring, it's always good to start thinking about it earlier on yep. and get that ball moving so that you can make use of all these little tips and tricks along the way just to make things more efficient, really. No, definitely. Would you say with clients, though, now that retirement has changed slightly now from where potentially 20, 30 years ago, when there was the less, less technology and um, pre-COVID, would you say that people sort of there's no real stop date people have you yeah. seen people tend to carry on yes yeah de- definitely because you you can you can do it i i met a someone i signed up as a client within the last three weeks or so and he barely goes into the office he says he goes into the office once a month maximum he can do everything from home he said his wife would say that he works seven days a week but actually it's it's an hour maximum a day dealing with a few emails. So, so yeah, there's huge flexibility. And I think the instinct of a lot of our clients is not to to have a, a guillotine retirement date that that comes in. They they keep going. And as I think you said earlier on, they're as busy or busier post-retirement than than they were when they were they were full on working. So uh, so no the world is is changing a lot. And I don't think that's good. There's a, there's a room for us oldies, Leo. Yeah, I hope you're not back counting me as the oldie when you say us. Um, oh, no, so, so absolutely, absolutely not. No, me, me oldie. <laughs> Are there any other sort of top tips you'd think about that people should consider before they think about retiring? No, do 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 your own thing. Be comfortable with what you're doing. Have a plan uh, because I think that that does work. Have a plan that you share with your family and your loved ones because that's that's better than keeping it all to yourself. But but no, do do what you're comfortable with. So I had a client, and I'd done various transactions with him over over the years. He'd been in business for many many years, and he finally sold out handful of years ago and finally retired on the 30th of november so we're recording this on the 6th of december so a week ago i messaged him on the 1st of december and said happy retirement but he's already got another business idea which he and a a bunch of friends are looking at doing he said they're all cigar smokers and i don't condone smoking for for a minute clearly but between them they want to create a cigar brand and i so you know new business even as he's going into retirement which which is great uh, and he'll spend some of his time abroad some in the uk again you can be completely flexible so so i would say embrace it uh, it keeps your brain active if these are people who've been active all through their working lives then they'll have a, a great retirement but they won't stop all of a sudden and they'll carry on so no all power to them i think also when we're saying about uh, planning I mean, I think a lot of the, some of this strays into what a financial planner would go through yeah. with you. And obviously, we don't give financial advice. But things like with the pension, the more you put away from an early age, I mean, it, retirement and pensions aren't things that you should just start thinking about when you hit 50. But the, the yeah. more you put away, much like I say, the stakeholder pension, if you can put away as much as you can from a younger age, the growth on that will be astonishing if you think about it over a 30, 40 year period. Yes. Yeah, so no, no, absolutely. Most of that where you can. And you are then 
creating more options for yourself when you reach retirement age, however we define that now. So you've got some flexibility. So you're not dependent on selling the business to fund your retirement because you've got two or three others. You've got a pension fund. You've got investments that sit outside the business. So it's, it's all about flexibility and never too young to start. And you, you're right. We don't give the financial advice, but we will do the tax bit that goes alongside that. So that they're hand in glove to me. Yeah, and I suppose also it's as you know a bit on what you said, not having all your eggs in one basket to give you that those options when it comes to retirement that you can plan or fulfil the objectives that you're seeking to meet. Mm. Yeah. Any other final comments, Mike? I don't think so. I was going to ask you a question about you, you talked about people retiring sitting on cash. Is there anything else you you'd think about for that? Well, only I think what I mentioned earlier is is the cash flow modelling. Yep. to work out whether they need it and then uh, assets like you know the aim shares or anything that would qualify for yeah. business property yeah. relief. Yeah. or uh, in your example investing back in the business yeah uh, it, but as you know, there is that two year two year period so you must yes. consider, again you must consider that in yeah. advance yeah. to mitigate your IHT position i mean IHT isn't the driver for everybody so it, no 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 it's uh, as i said at the beginning all about objectives mm. yeah <laughs> well thank you anyway for joining me uh today uh, we work with a wide range of clients. Many are UK-based and many live overseas but have interests here, whether that's property, business interests or investments. We advise individuals and families on how best to safeguard, maintain and enhance their wealth and on the most appropriate methods of passing that wealth on to the next generation. We also help people comply with the tax rules in the UK, which can be complex. If you'd like to find out more about the services we can offer at Safri, please visit our website at www.safri.com. However, it's important for me to stress that if you're considering any of the topics discussed today, you must always take professional advice based on your individual circumstances. Thank you for listening.